Hello and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarps. I'm your host James and I am joined by Matt. Hello. Hello, Premier League is here. Hey, we've finally got Premiership action to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) But, just before we go all Premier League and English Leagues, what about Rooney in America? Oh God, I know. A side tackle then just sets it up. Ah, brilliant. (laughs) It was was described as Maldini in his prime and Perlo in his prime all in one. (laughs) Just shows if, well... No, I was going to say not. I was going to say finished, but he's not finished. But it says that someone who can't quit in the Premiership is now in the MLS and getting quoted as Maldini and Perlo in the same player. <laughs> so there's a lot about the MLS standards. Sorry, guys, from America, obviously, but yeah, it it was pure brilliance from him. All right, it was great. It was great to watch. Like, the, like, wow, I want to start it this morning. To be honest, <laughs> the best the best bit about it is the fact that the keeper came up for the corner. <laughs> the keeper was up for the corner, so Rooney was essentially the last man. Yeah, like back, he had to make that tackle, or they were through, and they were gonna score most likely. They should have makes the tackle, plays the ball about God. How many yards even is it? That he pings that ball, forty-five, fifty yards from halfway yeah, line, if not more. And it it meets his man and just finds its way to back of net. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, it was great stuff to watch. Good it stuff. Was, but I suppose we best do some uh, English news. I say English news. What I mean by that is English. No, they're not even English Involves players. English club. Yes, there we go. Yeah. So uh, last week we. Uh, Missed out on covering Michi Bashuai heading out on loan to Valencia for the season. I was a bit sceptical about it, to be honest, because I thought it might have um, been useful to Chelsea this season. Yes. Marat and Marat and Giroud need that competition um, yeah. and a different option going forwards. He's got bags of pace and he can get in behind, which is always valuable to any team. Yeah. And Maratta and Giroud don't really provide that. Did they end up blowing out Tammy Abraham or not? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think they have. Uh, well, I don't. I still don't think he's competition for them, anyways. But anywho, um, Batshuayi's not really proved it in the Premiership yet. Obviously, Sarri can't be that convinced with him if he's agreed mm. to let him go on loan to Valencia for the season. Unless he's more accustomed to having the big target striker, he doesn't really want to rely, rely on pace for the forward man. Unless, if he is relying on pace, he's just going to switch Eden Hazard straight up top or have him alongside one of the bigger guys. So they've still yeah. got that mixture yeah. of power and pace. So Maybe so. the reason. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Um, another player from Chelsea uh, looking to depart is Bakayoko. He's attracted interest from AC Milan. We've opted that's to loan the. F- that's a one. That's surprising. It's oh. interest. <laughs> they've really opted set the Premiership light last yeah, season. Exactly. Um, they've opted to loan the French holding midfielder with an option to buy him at the end of the loan deal. It's rumored to be about a thirty-five million pound fee, uh, which means Chelsea would make about a five million pound loss, something around that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'll be that fussed, to be honest. No. 
Uh, like I think they probably just cut the losses now. Obviously, they look yeah. Jorginho in as well, who's can just play alongside Kante or wherever he's needed. I don't think they'll miss Bakayoko, especially in last season's performance. So. Well, yeah, like you said before, he never really got the ground running at Chelsea. No. And we said multiple times last season that he just looked lost and just lacked yeah. intensity to track back, especially when he lost the ball. And he failed to have that sort of, if you lose it, win it back mentality that someone that plays in that position yeah. needs to have. He yeah. just lacked it. Like you said, just looked lost. Like for a centre midfielder, he doesn't know his basic rules of tracking back, getting forward, whatever. Nah. Mm. Not right at all. Not Maybe at all. not quite the star that people once thought he was. No. But. Mm. We will go into the Premier League. I never thought I'd say that again. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> and what better place to start than with the champions, Man City, who travelled to the Emirates and played Arsenal. Um, it was interesting that there was no Kevin De Bruyne or David Silva in the starting lineup. Uh, Bernardo Silva was pushed into a more central role with Gundogan and Fernandinho. Just behind. Uh, Bernardo Silva as well getting a cracking goal. He had a brilliant game, to be honest. Yeah, his goal was top draw, but not really. I don't think it's a massive surprise really that there was no KDB to fit. Or David, well, David Silva maybe a little bit more, but obviously World Cup, still some players aren't 100% yeah. ready yet. And especially the player of standard and the importance and the, how much City rely on Kevin De Bruyne. There's no point rushing him back, especially if he can still get a 2-0 away win at Arsenal. It's like Pep's played it perfectly. Exactly. It's truthful. Played yeah. it perfectly Rubbing game. salt in the wound to Arsenal, saying that one of the best... Well, probably their best player wasn't on the pitch. Yeah. Well, Arsenal <laughs> are definitely not in City's league, so... They're right. they're... Well, they are. They're in the Premier League. Someone who didn't have a brilliant World Cup in Raheem Sterling... Looked very sharp right from kickoff and was shoot. a constant threat, really. Exactly. What a goal it was. Yeah, it took it really well, actually. It was like, where was that in the World Cup? He's definitely been practising, hasn't he, since the World Cup? Well, to be fair, it was that inconsistent with finishing last season. It was probably just a one-off. It probably resumed yeah. service next weekend. <laughs> so, missing him from yards yeah. out again to Burnley or whatnot. So... <laughs> That's what we always refer back to. It was so that whenever we mention his shooting, we just always pull up the Burnley miss. <laughs> it was a bad miss. Go on. Oh. <laughs> How did you feel okay. for Maitland Niles? Um obviously he's been put in quite a hard spot there. Obviously he's not really a natural yeah. left back, he's more of an attacking midfielder. And obviously, exactly. like sort of Mahrez, Kyle Walker running at him, he was always going to struggle. But good test for the young lads. Um, get a, quite a good, good but hard experience. test. Yeah, a bit like an acid test towards the blood. But did all right till he picked <laughs> up, obviously. But yeah, yeah, he, he, character um, building. Yes, <laughs> he. Without sounding harsh to him, because it's not really his fault. He really struggled containing Mares and Kyle Walker because no one was coming to help him. Yeah. Literally, when Mares was running down that flank, uh, Maitland Niles are going to close him down, which is what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to stop your man getting towards your, your goal, essentially, and he was doing that yeah. right. But then Kyle Walker just blitzes past him on overlap, 
and no one's tracking him. So it gets played through him and he's beat again. And it happened time and time and time and time again until, like you say, he picked up the knock and he was forced off. And I felt really like it was hard done by essentially because um, Ramsey could have dropped in. Uh, Shaka could have dropped in to just give him that little bit of support instead of making Maitland-Niles push out to say Mares, who was coming yeah. forwards. Let him drop off and track Walker coming round and have Shaka or Ramsey or someone like that come in and, and try and stop yeah. Mares. It just allowed him to get doubled up the whole yeah. time, so it wasn't really yeah. fair on the young lad. They should have, like... I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have dropped Ramsey back, but Grant Xhaka should have maybe screened towards that side just to keep an eye on him and just see. Yeah. It's like... Not good. But um, when Lichtensteiner came on, they looked a lot more comfortable. Got to give him credit. Not his natural position, usually plays on the right side, but he did well. Still a natural defender. Well, yeah, compared they, to Maitland yeah, Niles. Yeah. It's always going to be an improvement. Exactly. Um, but he did well because majority of City's attack were coming down that Arsenal's left hand side, City's right hand yeah. side with Walker and Mares. Um, but when Lichtensteiner came on, it wasn't coming down the right as often. They were pushed more central. It it, yeah. it tightened him up a little bit better at back. But now he just showed at the defence a little bit, a bit more of experience. Obviously, I think he's about thirty four years old, yeah. so he's probably he's probably faced harder tests than Mares at the moment. So sure. yeah, definitely. Um, personal opinion: I don't think City were at the best. Um, oh, definitely not by any means at all. And it meant that when Arsenal had chances they needed to take them because you're not going to get chances against a City team. As many as they had as well, you're not going to get that many chances. And they had a glorious opportunity time and time and time again. But mm-hmm. the likes of Ozil and Mkhitaryan just didn't really seem up to it. Um, they weren't supplying Aubameyang with what he needed. So majority of Arsenal chances that they had were just wasted, essentially. Yeah, that first game of the season sort of feeling for a few players just weren't at the races yet, just not set up, just weren't ready. Well, not maybe maybe not the case, not ready, but just not up to the full level and match sharpness yet potentially, yes. and they just showed and they took bits and pieces. So, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not prepared to go out and say Unai Emery is a failure at Arsenal just yet because you can't yeah. judge anyone on one game, especially when it's against Man City. Same as the likes of Fulham. You can't He's judge still, them on their loss to. Oh no, Emery still needs another transfer window to sort of this out. Oh yeah, of course. They won't, they won't be. They won't be a solved, fixed solution this season. It'll probably no. be after two more transfer windows. Given January and next summer, next season, yeah. you might see. It depends how the board back him with Cronky and all that, and Usmanov. Given the funds, well, Cronky's going to be taking sole ownership apparently, but yeah, um, has he not got the full ownership now? Oh, I don't know if that's gone through or not. I just remember reading it or hearing about it somewhere. Yeah, it's it's been quite a big talking point recently that he's taken full control, but I'll have to say that one pans out really. Well, as long as the fund Unai Emery, given I I don't think Arsenal fans should be expecting wonders this season. I think you should really start judging him in the next season. So. Yes, it's a project. It's not an instant well, it's fit. a project, definitely. It's not a quick fit mm. project there. Despite a bad Arsenal performance, though, there was one pretty positive uh, thing for Arsenal, and that was a youngster, Gwendozy. Gwendozy? Gwendozy, what we're calling him. Gwendozy. Gwendozy, right? Yeah, Wait, spells Gwendozy. <laughs> he had a brilliant game. Yeah, he did. Uh, 
And to give him full credit, to make the jump from the French second division, not the the first division alone is hard enough, Mm -hmm. but to jump from the second division into the Premier League is massive. I didn't even expect him to start. I didn't expect him to be a... The way he started this game, he was asking for the ball, he was commanding, he was yep. picking it left, right and centre, not a misplaced pass at all to start with, really. He really steamed up for it and like didn't phase him in the slightest. He, he could be quite a bit of an unknown asset for Arsenal. So Exactly. The, the thing that I liked most is that not only did he start the game, like you say, people like Ramsey and Shaka were going off before him. Yeah, I know. Like, Promising, really promising. He had a really good game and it was against Man City. So maybe a lesser team, say like, I don't know, maybe Southampton, someone like that. Mm-hmm. He could really come into shape in games like that. Maybe. Given it... given the chances. Yeah, well, he's only 19 years old, so he's only really going to get better. So could be, quite a, could be a, so. quite a bit of a coup for Arsenal. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Unai Emre, though, clearly wants his keepers to play out from the back. And it was very clear that Czech isn't that type of keeper. Um, oh, oh, God. He's trying to adapt himself to keep and maintain that starting place that he's got because obviously they've got Bert Leno now yeah. sat on the bench waiting and eager to play. Um, but he nearly scored <laughs> a very bizarre own goal. <laughs> Oh, it, it was it was really awkward. Gwen Dozy plays it back to yeah. him and he picks it up and he goes to play it to another. I can't remember who the other player is. I think it might be Bellerin. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. But he goes to play it across to Bellerin. I, I don't know what he does, <laughs> <laughs> but it ends up just glancing around his outside post. It is shocking, to say the least, and he gives away the corner. Well. Fair play for Petr trying to play in the passing football at the back, but it's safe to say it's definitely not his strong point. He's just more of a keeper that likes to save the ball around, yes. picking it left, right, and centre from his net. So, yeah, yes. he might not end up being a Arsenal's on one keeper by, well, you still know, do you? Depends. You never know, he might miraculously become a passing maestro at the back, but. <laughs> mm. Well, he had, he had the second. Um, most amount of touches behind Gwendozi. Gwendozi. I don't know how to say his name properly. I will Gwendozi. Uh, yeah, he had the second most amount of touches. So it shows how much they're relying on that goalkeeper playing out from the back method. Yeah. So. If you're going to rely on a goalkeeper just to start the, the play and attack rather than just booting it straight up to a target man. I don't know if Petty checks the right sort of keeper for yeah. this system. He's a terrific shot stopper maybe not quite as good as he was for Chelsea yeah. but he was a terrific shot stopper and he could start a counter attack that man could launch a ball and it would be pinpoint but playing it out from the back's not really his forte well, yeah, like, <laughs> like you were saying ever since he was signed for Chelsea from Rennes for about I think it was about 7 million pounds that was that long ago but he was top draw for Chelsea as a, just a world class shot stopper and at some point you could argue that he was the best goalkeeper in the world but yep Age is getting to him a little bit now, um, especially playing not to his strength. He's only going to see the worst sides of his game. Yeah. So it, mistakes are going to come out just like that one. Yeah, just <laughs> He's just very lucky to end up in his own net. <laughs> um, someone who is shaping up to be a real menace is Benjamin Mendy for City. 
He's only played in total nine games for Man City, but he's already like a, a massive fan favourite just because of his personality, really. Yeah, his Twitter. His per- There's a thing on Twitter. Um, Funny enough. Guardiola had basically um, told him to stop using it. Yes, told him to stop using Snapchat, Twitter, and all that, and needs to focus more. And he could be a world class player. And um, he simply replied, just saying, "Okay," and a love heart emoji on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, But to him playing in the game, um. He is shaping up to be a real vital player for City. Um, he just does so well going forwards. He's always there overlapping Mares or Sterling, whoever it was that would be on that flank at that time. And the fact that he got assists for both goals shows that he he's definitely a vital component to City going forwards. I'm saying all considering we're saying this after about nine games, but yeah, well, obviously last season <laughs> they kept relying on Zinchenko and Delph, who are definitely aren't natural left-sided defenders, and Benjamin Mendy is, and it showed how it gives City a bit more balance at the back and balance yes. going down the flanks as well, because he's more than happy to overlap whoever's going to be on that left side, probably most likely to be well, Sterling going on from this season, you'll probably have Sani on the other side, well, depending if they rotate with Mahrez and Bernardo Silva and whatnot. But, yeah, it definitely gives more balance to the team. It can only make them stronger, to be truthful, if they can get a full season out of him rather than getting crocked again like last. <laughs> definitely so. Uh, did you see his heat map after the game? Uh, no, to be honest. Not that I can remember. <laughs> that heat map is unreal, basically. The the places where he was the most was the corner flag, essentially like down down well, that attacking. The end. No, no, no. The opposite end corner flags, um, obviously on the left hand yeah. side for the way they was attacking, and the edge of the box. <laughs> they were the they were the two places where he was most like active. solid fullback performance, then, ain't it? <laughs> back, brilliant. Past in this, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's like your Lampard position sitting on the edge of a box just waiting for it to come out for an absolute screamer well like you were saying earlier Arsenal weren't threatening Arsenal were just camped sat back really most of the game so it just allowed Mendy just to push on and just pile on the pressure pretty much um, we'll go to the current league leaders anyway and Liverpool played West Ham and pulled out an emphatic 4-0 win against a new look West Ham side but there's a song that pretty much describes Liverpool's goal scorers that I've got. Okay, I'm guessing it's not the original Salah song, but I know what the other Salah song is, oh. but I can't remember how it goes. We'll, uh, we'll have a cheeky listen. Salah. Oh, but it's the original. <laughs> Daniel Sturridge! <laughs> <laughs> so there we are, Liverpool's like goal that. scorers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> touch the score, mate. What a buzz that must be for him. Surely he's going to get something out of this season. Uh, I still think he's a very good option to have as a backup. I don't think he'll have any yes. games still, but he's not going to be. He's not going to take Firmino's place. Yeah. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but if he can keep doing this and he can keep being an impact sub. Yeah, Fair absolutely, absolutely, mate. Like Liverpool got a lot of options coming off that bench now, and if he can keep fit and keep doing this, essentially coming on, getting a goal, 
crack yeah. on. Absolutely. Like, that works perfectly. Turn it into a super sub, and yeah. it will work fine for Liverpool cars. Exactly. He will see it with no himself, but he's not going to get game in, game out starts, especially with like Mane, Salah, and uh, Firmino up top. He's never going to get those games. Mm. So, so, they might now put Shakiri on one of those sides as well if he's going to be rotational. You just don't know, do you? So. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but who else to open the scoring for Liverpool other than Salah? He was dibbed as the goal-hanging master by Jamie Redknapp, which I found oh, quite God. brilliant. You need, you need to take what Jamie Redknapp to a pinch of salt. <laughs> Ross, and Virgil van Dijk's the best defender in the world, which he's not. And the day before, I said Toby Alderweireld was the best defender in the league. So how can Van Dijk be the best defender in the world if he's the best defender in the Premiership? Hey, mate, we all know Lovren is the best defender in the world. <laughs> I think all those top man adverts have gone to his head. <laughs> it burn? I can't remember. It's one. Of, I think. No, I think it's burning. Burning. Burn. Yeah. Sorry. All them photo shoots. Um, <laughs> someone who had a cracking game for Liverpool was, of course, James Boring Milner. Um, he was all over the field, essentially winning the ball, creating chances, and stretching that West Ham midfield out brilliantly. It showed mainly when he managed to get end, get on the end of a deep cross, and flick it back across goal yeah. for Mane to. Tap it home and get his first goal. Miller had a great game. Not the time he was like down the right flank, crossing the ball, and he was everywhere. Yeah. James Mill, and he was really solid. Is, is it me, or does he seem to get younger season by season? <laughs> well, he's no Benjamin Button, but yeah, he, <laughs> he did well. He had a very good game. It's, it's fair enough to say, considering that there's now more competition in that midfield to be up against. Yeah. So he played his part really well and he had a very good game. He did. It looked a bit like Terry Butcher as well with that um, thing on his head, but oh yeah, he's a little black story. Head <laughs> yeah. Um, West Ham were having to defend a lot. Yeah. Um, as you'd expect against such an attacking side like Liverpool, which meant the likes of Anderson, Wilshere, Arnautovic, and Co. weren't at the best really at all. Um, although Anderson did do quite well tracking back, mm-hmm. especially to try and keep up with Salah and Alexander-Arnold overlapping. Yeah. Um, he did quite well to to try and stop yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> quite a hard opening game for West Ham, so I think it can be forgiven that they weren't at the best because yeah. they played Liverpool, man. They were never going to get much out of this game. And if they did, it was a, it would have been a massive result for the Hammers. But I think, yeah. I think next week will be a real demonstration and show West Ham because this was... He couldn't really have asked for a harder first game of the season, considering the form that Liverpool came into ended last season. Obviously, we get the Champions League final, and everyone is raving yep. about Liverpool being the real deal, challenging City this season. They were always going to come out of box fine, and he did that. So it was just unlucky that West Ham had to face them on this day. But I don't think it's a true reflection of the Hammers, like I said. No, yeah, like, like I said about Arsenal before, you can't truly judge someone's season based on one performance, especially when it's against like Arsenal or against Man City. Yeah. yeah, Arsenal did do typical Arsenal things, but they might get ironed out come September. Like you you just Absolutely. don't know. Like West Ham they they're gonna need a lot of time to gel because there's a lot of new players in that team and um the balance might be a bit off. Like they've got a lot of attacking players now. I think that's maybe where they went a little bit wrong. I feel like they played a, a few too many attacking players. Could have maybe had a, a couple more defensive players to free up the attacking players a bit more, but I think the one person that probably could have helped them was um oh what's his name oh Carlos Sanchez that's his yes. name obviously he's yeah. he's a bit more of an anchor in the DMC because they sold him 
Who was there? So that we feel like season holding was it Kiate? Yeah. yeah, he's gone now, isn't he? So they've yes. kind of lost their main bite and anchor of that midfield to start with. So yeah. playing more of an because well Jack Wilshire isn't a natural holding midfielder, defensive midfielder. Mark Noble as good as he is, he's getting on a little bit and he's not going to be able to cope with an onslaught like Liverpool, yeah. so maybe Carlos Sanchez might have tightened this game up slightly for West Ham, but I don't know if it would have to be truthful, but you just don't know. Mm. And so, um, Alexander-Arnold had quite a, a convincing performance and um, he really deserved a goal with that free kick effort that he had that forced Fabianski to pull off such a brilliant save. That yeah, was pinpoint yeah, I thought he stuck that into top bin, to be truthful. It was really yeah. lucky. Like, where was that against Belgium? Might I add? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trippier taking free kicks and scoring them, mate. So, or not Belgium, that was... That was oh, that Croatia. Was Croatia. Sorry, Croatia, my bad. Yeah. Ignore me. The, it, we were set out to lose that game anyway, weren't we? So we've got to forgive him. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Robertson. I'd like to throw it out there and just get your opinion on it. Is he possibly one of the most underrated left-backs in the Premier League? He's always getting assists. He's always got a wicked delivery, like we've said before on the podcast. I think he's he's very underrated. Um, Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Um, I don't underrate him. I I think he's a really good player, and he was showing it last season for Liverpool. He might not have... Well, he grew into the role last season, I think, Liverpool, and he... Ended up being one of the one of the first names on that team sheet. Obviously, yeah. far from the obvious players like Salah and whatnot. But oh yeah, of course, Robertson is top top draw left back in this league. Definitely, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have picked him in his fantasy football team for the upcoming season because of that. Because he definitely gives them something down that left hand side. Yeah, you basically want to fill that dream team with attacking fullbacks. Yes. <laughs> That's essentially the way Points. to go. Absolute points. You don't go DMCs. You exactly. Get get Mendy in there. You get Robertson in there. Maybe even Seamus Coleman in there as well because he's known to get forwards a fair bit. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Oh, you'd be mad putting him in in first game of the season. Let well, alone triple captain like someone did. Oh, triple yeah, did you see Luke that? Shaw. <laughs> Clean sheet and a goal. He got like fifty odd points. Mental, mental. absolutely mental. Um, here's a fun fact for you. Interestingly, since Van Dijk joined Liverpool, no Premier League player has kept more clean sheets than him. Ooh. I think it's the improved game of Wolverine that's caused that. To be honest, <laughs> literally, not to, do, not to do with you Van just... Dijk's world's best defender. <laughs> you <laughs> just stole my joke. I was literally about to say it's not all about Van Dijk, though, is it? It's all about Lovren next to him that's preventing it. Have you not heard? <laughs> that's not even from Jamie Redknapp that's from Lovren's own mouth I don't, I don't think he said he was the world's best I think he said he was a world class defender which no 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 he said when will the world start seeing me as one of the world's best defenders he didn't say centre back he said defenders so that's even including wing backs no it's definitely, so... it's definitely more Van Dijk than Dan Lovren <laughs> yeah definitely um, but we'll go to the well, no, we're not going to the opposite end of uh, Liverpool because they played at the Molyneux ground. Um, newcomers Wolves hosted Everton and alongside Fulham, I'd say these are the two sides that everyone wanted to see play yeah. with the signings that, that all three of those teams have made. 
along with West Ham as well, I suppose you could say. But um, because they're talking about signings, we didn't really talk about how well Nebuchadnezzar did for Liverpool just before moving on. Oh, to the next match. good shout! Like he looked top draw for Liverpool. Like his he passing did. was on point. He got himself around. He was even yeah. bombing down the wings and that. And ah, oh, yeah. But Defey did play. I think when the season when RBL got into ooh, the Champions League. He tends to be playing as a left winger, a left-sided forward, so he has the ability to work on the flanks as well rather than just being a traditional centre midfield role. But obviously, I think he's been given the shirt number eight, so obviously Gerard's famous yes. shirt. Definitely not phased well? him at all, but yeah, I just thought it might be worth mentioning before moving on. Yeah, brilliant little player. Looks like he's going to be quite a vital component to Absolutely. Liverpool this season. Definitely so. But yes, as I was saying, uh, Wolves, Everton, West Ham, Fulham are the type of teams that people are wanting to see perform this season. And how better to start it off than pin Wolves yeah. against Everton, two of the teams that that were quite active in the transfer market. Some even said that Everton stole the transfer market because of some of the talent that they brought in. But Richarlson, £50 million, and he goes and bags himself two goals on his yeah. Everton debut. Um, Wolves defending didn't really make it difficult to score his exactly. first one, but the second, take a bow with that finish. The finesse to just bend it into that bottom corner was close. Well, that's why he's in my fantasy football team, straight off the bat. But uh, no, no messing. messing. <laughs> you know, obviously, repaying Marco Silva with bringing him to the club and following him to Everton, I should say. But yeah, top draw, top draw. Yes, it's Marco Silva really knows how to get the best out of him. Like you, you saw it for um, for Watford. Obviously, he brought him across so from Brazil yeah. to Watford, um, and he's obviously now brought him across from Watford to Everton. Now he's gone there as well, um, but he he just performs under him. Like he did nothing second half at season yeah, when yeah, Silva had gone from Watford. Did nothing, but. In goals, no messing about. Looks sharp, looks fresh, yeah. looks a real massive, threat. Massive addition for Everton and massive plus, massive plus. Definitely so. Um, probably one of the biggest talking points in this game was Jagielka's red card. Um, he received the ball and knocked it a bit out of reach with a very heavy first touch. Yotta then pounces on the ball and Jagielka lunges for the ball. He does get to the ball first, ever so slightly, um, but he's, he follows through with his studs up yeah. onto Yotta's ankle, and it doesn't look pleasant. And for me, I personally, I think it is a straight red, and I think the referee got it spot on. It literally probably could have broke uh, Yotta's ankle. If there were a tiny bit more pressure on that, it could have been really bad. Referee just put wave play on to be truthful, so I'm nothing in it. Nah, red card. <laughs> I thought you were being yeah. serious then. No, um, red card, mate. Totally agree with you on that. Every yeah. Totally um, I, I believe the phrase is endangering an opponent. Yeah, straight red, that. Mm, definitely so. I think Jagiel just wants an early retirement. Well, he's getting to that age <laughs> and he's getting no quicker, like, so you must be starting to think. He'll probably well, probably iron up a move back to Chef United, so. Oh, please. <laughs> Strengthen that back line alongside Jack O'Connell, please. Um, but it was actually asked, apparently, if he was 
ready to retire or if it felt like he would carry on for another season. Um, I believe he's got just a year left on his deal that he's Which got. That will get removed. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not if performances like this keep up. Um, but he, he said that he was, he was fit and he, he was willing to give another season like a go and that he felt he could do it. But maybe he got to about 35 minutes and thought, you know what, I can't do oh, this. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> I need to go out in style. <laughs> yeah. Chris Morgan once taught me this thing at Sheffield. Got to crock someone. Yes. Um, I suppose we best move on to the pure brilliance that is Ruben Neves. No surprise, so yeah. What a, what a way to announce yourself in the Premiership Premier League. League. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really, really, really valuable player for Wolves. Saw it all last season in Championship. He was doing bits. Um. But when you hit a free kick so sweetly like that, oh, brilliant. Top drama, well, top bin technically, but um, <laughs> never scored a goal inside the box. Obviously, I still remember that goal last season. I can't remember who it was. I want to guess Reading off the top of my head, but I can't remember to be truthful. But um, oh, yeah. amazing player. Such a unknown quantity when he first came to Wolves, and now look at him. Top drama. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny how, obviously, People started knowing of him from being in the championship, but now he's going to blow... If he keeps performing like this week in, week out, not saying score free kicks like this week in, week out, but yeah. just performing to that level like he did today. today. Well, today. not today, in this game. <laughs> um, then <laughs> he will be a real hot prospect for a team. Like They will be wanting and willing to pay money. He'll, he'll command quite a fee if he keeps up here. And he'll he will. Oh, I don't know what's up. I don't know who actually... He'll probably he'll end up going abroad, to be truthful. But if he plays to that level week in week, yeah. he'll probably end up going to one of the Spanish big clubs. To be truthful, that would not surprise me because I think he's yeah. that sort of player that could walk into, not walk into one of those teams, but compete in one of those teams. So, yeah. But he has to keep mm-hmm. it up. I, ju- I just hope... Yeah, definitely. I just hope Wolves won't become um, one of those teams that invests so much money, but then sells quality players as well. Like, yeah, you've got like Spurs, for example, that sold Bale, who was their best player, but then they never really invested the money properly, and that's potentially what could end up happening with it. But the rest they bought that summer was well, yeah, but he he was never an instant. Yeah, like, Sold, who else did they get? Nasa Chadley. To be fair, Chadley had an all right World Cup, but Soldado, I think they got Lamella, who's still really not settled in that Tottenham team week and week out. Yeah. But no, I remember them getting Soldado off that. And up-stepped Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really hope Wolves don't become that sort of team where they, they get prized assets like Neves. And then a couple think, of years down the line, sell him on. I don't think they need to sell, to be truthful. They've got quite they a bit money in them now, so I think they'll be fine. Yeah. As long as they can move up the league. and with the, They're probably looking to be able, maybe to be aiming for the seventh place spot. I know it probably might be quite a big ask for the first season, but the, the amount of money they've invested and the quality they've got in that team and talent, it's not a, it's, it's not a massive... Do you know what I love about this um, this Premier League season? It's unpredictable. Well, it's always unpredictable. But you, you've got your you've got your top teams, and essentially, what it's going to be is going to be your top six, yeah. and then the rest. It's essentially no one's safe. 
<laughs> like there's there's no like you used to have your teams where you had mid table finish, mid table finish, mid table finish, mid table finish. But now it's it's so open. There's so many teams that could face the drop. Like you got your likes of Southampton, Huddersfield, Brighton, maybe even Bournemouth, Watford. You've got the newly promoted Cardiff. teams as well, Cardiff, so, yeah. yeah. Like there's so many teams that are, are so vulnerable that could face the drop. Yeah. That's to me, I look more forward to seeing who's actually going to be in that relegation scrap than the top end now. Because it's no, I, th- I think it's more interesting who's actually going to end up seventh. Because I think there's some really good teams. Like yeah, yeah. I know they got beat by United, but Leicester looked decent. Yeah, I like they did. the look of Leicester yeah, yeah. season. There's like Everton, obviously. You got Wolves. You got West Ham as well. I think will really turn it on when they get mm. going this season. There's some quite good teams in this league who could easily Palace. Well, <laughs> well, Wolf if he has a good game, he can be anyone. So, so yeah. Well, whilst you were slowly rattling your way through the other results, I suppose we best actually go through the other results. Um, Man United obviously kicked off the season playing against Leicester, um, and like we said before, Luke Shaw got himself a goal. Um, do you think he's maybe trying to play his way back into Jose's starting lineup? Well, I think that's been his plan. He wants to get back in the England team. He wants to get into this Man United team. And Ashley Young's getting no younger, so it should be perfect for him to... Apparently, he's looked the fittest in pre-season. He's done all the best and all the medical tests for United in pre-season. From the sounds of it, he's in one of the best positions of his life. So, yeah. it should be a season where picks uh, kicks on and hopefully doesn't, obviously, that tackle by Hector Moreno from PSV that broke his leg. Obviously, he's put him back a little mm. bit, but yeah. You see, you see a lot of players get a really bad injury and then really struggle to maintain fitness. You look at Wilshire, um, Ramsey. To be fair, did really well at coming back from it. Ramsey had that horrific leg break, yeah. and he came back and he was brilliant when yeah. he came back. Um, can't remember. Andy Carroll's been riddled with injuries and things like that yeah, all his nice. career. Look at Sturridge. Sturridge yeah. has as well. Um, Luke Shaw, though, he's obviously had that massive breakout, got really unfit to a, a Premier League standard. Yeah. Um, and he's really had to work and push himself this summer. I think maybe seeing England get to the semi final of a World Cup and sitting there thinking, Could have been I want to be part of that next time. <laughs> yeah. Ashley Young's like 35 years old, pretty much. <laughs> I should I be in that. I go team. as far as that, but I'm probably 31, 32 <laughs> for Ashley Young. But Luke Shaw's definitely got all the qualities and he's yes, pushed for Man United and England. Out, out of that entire England team, the most vulnerable position, like. Insecure position, I should say, is the left back slot because obviously Ashley Young's getting towards the end of his career, and it's not even a a natural left back been converted into. Yes, but I think Luke Shaw on his day in his prime could uh, do better than. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So. Let's just hope he kicks on with his season and just keeps his head down and stays away from. You know what he needs to do? Learn how to take penalties what? like Pogba, then he'll be world class. Do you know what he needs to do? He needs to learn how to take a penalty like Jorginho. God, that was, oh, that was composed. <laughs> yeah. Well, whilst we're there, we may as well just talk quickly about the yeah, Chelsea Huddersfield game. That. Um, for 
that penalty. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I've never really seen that. But it just does a little little hop and a skip. And just sells him. Absolutely sells him. It was amazing. Brilliant. Such a good penalty, and to do to do it on your debut as well. Yeah, the, brilliant. All the set on him to do that, like on his debut. Obviously, does mm-hmm. a shame he's just keeping his eye on the goalkeeper, so he sees the keeper stumble to his side. Like, yep, other way, and just rolls it. Quality. Yeah. Such a nice little finish yeah, into brilliant. bottom corner Absolutely as well. Brilliant. Did you notice how guilty Kante felt about possibly scoring a goal? He had to hit it down into the ground. To hope yeah, it, it wasn't the, the greatest finish in the world, but <laughs> he can't really complain. <laughs> oh, little Kante, we all and love him. Don't be playing him in a, um, sorry, seems to be playing him in a box-to-box role as well. Well, against the lesser teams as well, yeah, maybe. More advanced. Because obviously, I, he's got the best engine in the whole league. So, hey, if you can get him box oh, to yeah. box, running up and down that pitch, why not? But obviously, I think it's the bigger team. Exactly. He will just be sitting, and that's what I would do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, Newcastle Spurs, though. Spurs um, got themselves a, a 2-1 win with Vertonghen's 9mm goal. All it takes. Yeah. Hosselu gets himself a goal and Kane still can't shake off his August curse. Yeah, Hosselu scoring. Still, he still wanted double figures again. But... Do you know what's quite funny about Hosselu? He's become the first Newcastle player to score on the opening game of the season consecutively. That's probably because they don't hold on to players for longer than a season. <laughs> well, Hosselu. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> you can't get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> they watched his performances last season. And thought, nah, we ain't paying twelve well, million pounds. Never know. <laughs> he might get another deflected goal like he did against Chelsea because that was world class. <laughs> we might take it, Hosselu. Do you know what I find really funny? Yes. We gave Hosselu so much abuse for that deflected goal. Harry Kane goes and gets the most jammiest goal in the World Cup you'll ever see. Sir Harry Kane. They like the fact you're saying he can't get rid of his August curse. <laughs> Sir Harry Kane. <laughs> Don't hear your bad mouth with Lord Loftus. Uh, someone that I was pleased to see um, quite sharp is uh, Deli Ali. It didn't have the best of World Cups. No. Um, yeah, it got himself a goal, but it was always dealing with that little niggle that he got in the opening game. Yeah. Um, and it affected him quite a lot. It looked a bit lost throughout majority of the games in the World Cup. He had moments where he had like brilliant passes played and got himself a goal, obviously. But in this game, he was brilliant. It was all over. He was doing what he needed to do to, to essentially help Spurs win. <laughs> There's no other way to put it, uh, really. Definitely looked more comfortable in a Tottenham shirt than he did England shirt this summer, so he looked good. Yeah. He looked good. Mm. But we will see how Bournemouth got on against newly promoted Cardiff. Now, Neil Warnock, I tell you, yeah. he was losing his rag on that touchline. He yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> was literally losing his mind, though. And the fourth official was absolutely loving it. It was brilliant. That's what Warnock <laughs> does and brings to the Premiership. Meltdowns on the side of the pitch. <laughs> I miss that. As a chef, you know, yeah, I really do. Bring Warnock and Jack back. And getting Tevez and Mascherano at West Ham. Yep, then he's losing his mind as Sheffield United. Oh, God, please don't. Um... Bournemouth, though, got themselves a 2-0 win. 
against the other promoters of Cardiff. Uh, Ryan Fraser got the winner in Bournemouth's last game of the season and got the opener in this game of the season. Not, not, not the game of the season, the first game of the oh, season. It's two for two in Premiership games. He's going to end the season with 38 goals this season. Go every game. There we go. He did say after the game in the post-match interview that he would like to try and add a few yeah. more goals to his game. Um, he said he's aiming for about 10 to 12 goals this season, which, to be fair, isn't an unrealistic um, mark. If, he, if, if Bournemouth get 10 or 12 goals out of him this season, that is a massive bonus for them. Hey, mate, they've got David Brooks. He's going to get about 15 goals. That's not garbage. <laughs> oh, don't be that Jesus Christ. Just because he's a former Blade. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were rubbing your hands together when you got as much money as you did for him. Of course you? we were. 11 and a half million after Sorry. one decent season. Decent? I think decent's about a push. <laughs> oh, dear. You only got that much because he's quite young. No, no, it's quality. Um, Eddie Howe, though, has now become the longest-serving manager in the Premier League. How crazy is that? He's been there quite a while. Obviously, he's had two spells there as well, so... Yeah. Six years. It's not even that long, is it, really? No. There's a new era of football. I think the next longest will probably be... Ooh. Jürgen... No, I think the next longest one will be Jurgen Klopp. After different managerial changes, because I think Jurgen Klopp's going to be at um, Liverpool for quite a while now. So I reckon. Oh yeah, I think he's he's really yeah. loving life at Liverpool. I think he's... he'll try to build a dynasty there. Yeah, I think he'll be there for a while. Um, Pep's obviously gone league to league. He'll, um, he'll be in. Well, well, he's <clears throat> another couple of seasons, maybe after this maybe one. He'll go to Juve or someone and get a, a team on yeah. build for him and win more leagues, get more trophies. Italy with them. Yeah. Lose in the World Cup final, but it's going to be their year because every season Pep goes to their team and bloody bloody blah. Baguettes are coming home. Oh no, that's yeah. France. Yeah. <laughs> Pastas coming home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Watford played Brighton and won 2 0. What an unbelievable strike from Pereira. 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 <laughs> um, it's like stuff you'd see on FIFA. If I'm being honest, out swinging corner and a volley, a cross goal into the top left. Not much Matt Ryan could have really There's done. The sort of goals it. we'd score on pro club weight, no, conceding pro clubs. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, great goal. Absolutely great goal from Pereira. Yes. But Reckon. yeah, obviously Ryan He's, does get a hand to it, but there's that much power behind it. Don't blame him for going in. Can't really Don't blame him at all. Yeah. With Richardson leaving, Pereira's um, step up. Yes, he's going to have to... Yeah, Richardson didn't do too much damage for Watford, but at the beginning of the season when Watford were high-flying, um, so was uh, Richardson. When his form dropped off, so did Watford's. Yeah. So. If Pereira can keep his form up, like I think he's quite an underrated player in this Premiership. Yeah, he's He'll end up in a bigger club. I think, I, think he's quali- I think he's good enough yeah. for that. Hmm. But how did Roy Hodgson do against why? his former club, Fulham? Good old why. Um Essentially, Fulham were really unlucky not to get Fulham something from this better, game. Oh, sorry. They showed re- looked like the better team in this till Schlupp scored. They were battering their chances. Mitrovic was yeah. unlucky with him. It was... and Chance Shirley looked dangerous. Yeah. 
just unlucky, but sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> it's perfectly sorry. fine, Matthew. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> like you said, Fulham were really on top until Schluck got his goal, and it was massively against well. the runner player. Um, Fulham showed flair going forwards, uh, but they were just really unlucky. Essentially, they yeah, should have had a penalty. The chances, they just didn't get the luck. When and it's just yeah, one of those games for them. They just need to be a bit more clinical. But I think they've got enough about them. Yes, to be safe and whatnot. But they just need to be a bit more clinical. Oh yeah, definitely. But that'll come with time. A lot of new players in that team yeah. as well. So yeah, bit of gel time. Uh, Schlup gets his first Palace goal on his one hundredth appearance oh, wow, for man. the in the Premier League. It's not bad. Smashes it. Yeah, I know it was. Uh, Zaha, though, like you touched on before, he is the difference between Palace staying up and going down for me. Yeah, if he's not there, Palace going down. I'm amazed down. no one's taken a punt on him. Obviously, he was at Man United, and some people might judge him for that, but yeah. when he was at United, he got Still he too got 18 young. years old or whatnot, and he was too yeah. busy playing with David Moyes' daughter and whatnot, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, you know what I mean? He was distracted. <laughs> David Moyes didn't really like him. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt, that was pure brilliance. But, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't, David Moyes had his issues with him and he didn't seem to play him, but now he's mature. <laughs> touching his daughter. <laughs> Everyone knew it. No, no, I just not heard that story in such a long time. <laughs> Knowledge is a curse, mate. I remember those things too, but... <laughs> Imagine if Roy Hodgson gets a sack and Moyes is lined up for the job. He'd be like, nah, it's not happening, sunshine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so surprised, like a team like Tottenham, because he'd be perfect for their right-hand side. <laughs> Definitely. I'm just going to move away from Zaha, because you've written me off with that. Uh, Southampton played Burnley and now every single week there's always one of those boring fixtures that are nil-nil and you've just got to deal with it and that's this one, mm. realistically um, it was essentially a battle of the goalkeepers Yeah, uh, Joe Hart did really well on his uh, debut yeah, made a saves when needed yeah, um, I forget Southampton's goalkeeper's name. Ring, ring the bell for me, Matt. Ring the bell. Was it not McCarthy? Um, McCarthy. McCarthy. That's it. That's it. Um, I always get McCarthy and Hennessy mixed up. For, it, was McCar- uh, it was definitely McCarthy. Definitely wasn't yeah. Hennessy. Place for Palace. I wonder what. I wonder what's going down with Fraser Forster. I'm not sure if he's injured or not. But obviously, he didn't have the greatest season last season, so I might just be mm. worried with uh, him potentially. But yeah. I don't know if he's injured or not. To be truthful, so I don't really want to say. But yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, that, that's the Premier League opening weekend wrapped up. So in summary, we saw two of the world's most expensive goalkeepers keep clean sheets. Yep. A total of four debutant goals. Sweet. Two World Cup winners grab themselves a goal. Yep. And Ben Teke still can't find the back of the net. Well, what you expect? It's Christian Ben Teke. <laughs> 
And I feel like I want to add on the bottom, David Moyes still doesn't like Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> oh, well, I shouldn't have said that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, he does tickle me. <laughs> Just like Zaha did. Wow. No, not to me. Not to Move me. On now. <laughs> oh, what a write off I am right now. <laughs> Championship football. Now, as we know, Frank Lampard is the Derby County manager. And they faced Leeds, a very, a very, very, very dominant Leeds side as they thrashed them for one. Leeds are a top draw. The Elser is unreal manager. All he gets is praise from other managers. Like Leeds are looking good, yeah. and I'm glad. I should have yeah. put them first on my predictions rather than second. They are looking good. I'm good. I didn't put them anywhere near it. I knew. I, honestly, I knew. Leeds never crossed my mind because with Leeds, how it always happens is they start season brilliantly and they look so good. Like, Klitsch is on fire. Roof is on Alioski's fire. A good player um, who's the... Yeah, Alioski, yeah. Who's the other midfielder? Sice? Sice, yeah. that's him. Samuel yeah. Sice. Um, absolutely brilliant. Look like such good players. And then they get too overexcited and start falling apart come February, March mm-hmm. time. And then that's when they, they drop low down like mid-table sometimes and struggle to pull it back together. But hopefully this season for Leeds could be the one, could really be I the can't one. See, I can't see past them. I think they're going to do extraordinary things this season. I think they'll go up all Mike. Yeah. Really do. Uh, Klitsch got himself that superb opening goal. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Absolutely brilliant finish. Um, Lawrence, that oh god, that powerful free kick that he absolutely smashed towards the keeper. But I do yeah. feel like the keeper could have done a bit better with this one. It just seems to go well, not through because it went over him. It has done it. To be slow to react yeah. unless he hit with that much venom. Obviously, learnt that at Carlisle. But yeah, it's <laughs> oh, just. God. <laughs> but essentially Leeds just started to run away with it they got the second half um, they got the second goal and basically maintained it throughout the first half and then the second half they just continued to dominate got an extra two goals and just written the game off really just standardly Derby just were knocked for six in this game I don't think they were expecting Leeds to be this good again a lot of people were big and Derby up for this season, but God, what a golfing cluster was. Yeah, Lampard's got some work to do at Derby mm-hmm. County. But League One, game of the week for League One was Rochdale taking on Peterborough and got battered 4-1. <laughs> Just yeah. like what um, Derby did against Leeds. They did. Um, Rochdale started off quite well, got themselves a penalty, converted it, and then it all just sort of fell apart from there, really, didn't it? Yeah, it wasn't great. And I just think I think it was Peterborough's last goal just summed it up how bad Rochdale were because it was a bit of defensive miscommunication just allowed um, O'Hara just to run through and slot it, really. So it just wasn't yeah. that good for them. Grabbed himself two goals, O'Hara. But League Two, I'm doing this for you, Matt, because I'm a friend. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you, once, if on good behaviour, maybe another time and throughout the season, but you can tell me, and the listeners, what happened in the Carlisle-Northampton game. Go for it. Drew to all. 
Anyway, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, obviously the first game I've been able to see them this season. Carlisle, um, it was an entertaining game, truth be told. Um, David's goal, I strongly recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, to go and have a look at this goal. It's a really good game by him. As much as I despise agreeing with you when it comes to Carlisle, it is a very good goal. Yeah, I know. Standard. Standard Carlisle, that. That's why Tom Lawrence was able to score that goal for Derby. It's just this natural thing for Carlisle players. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, then. Get Regan Slater to score some screamers, then I'll believe you. <laughs> well, you never know. He, he got benched for this game, but he came on. He did all right when he came on, which, to be fair... We've now got um, Adam Campbell on loan from Markham as well. So good play. One of the shortest average heights in the whole league. Yeah, team full of midgets. But Devin's goal was good. Van Veen obviously scored goals in the league. One for Northampton. Good loop. Well, wasn't it? Fair? He ended it in. So it was a good towering header. The the one that like I was screaming got... at him. I can't remember who that. I think it was um, Gary Little. He allowed um, Northampton's wingers. Hoskins looks a really good play for Northampton, by the way. Yeah. Troubled us non-stop Hoskins. But on the other flank, gave Riddle problems throughout the whole game. And like I was just saying, do not let him turn back in yet. Do not let him turn back in. He let him turn back in, just crossed it crossed it in. And Van Veen was lingering at the back post, just headed straight back across. Um, obviously, it went in. Um, Crooks then got the second for Northampton. I was like, oh, God, what's going on here then? Literally straight from kickoff, Hallam Hope equalised. And... I, I remember whilst all the games were happening at three o'clock, I sent you a message laughing at the fact that you were 2-1 down. And then you went, look again, and it was 2-2. And I was like, fair one. No, I, after that, Carlo pressing massively. We had a massive handball appeal turned down, which I think was incorrectly turned down. I thought it was a stonewall. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that one. end of the game yeah. when... Yeah, slides slides in to, to like block the ball, doesn't he? And he, he lifts his arm up. Of the save. <laughs> yeah, pretty honest, much. Should have been a penalty, but it wasn't. But um, I gave Carlo a lot of grief pre-season before this game, but if like I generally thought they might be struggling to even stay in this league, but if they play like this. It should be okay. I still think they need a couple more plays because we we're playing Kelvin at two, who like in a right fullback wing back role, which is normally yeah. a holding midfielder, and it it showed that it wasn't his natural position. Fair play for him giving it a go because uh, Sheridan asked him, "Can you play this position?" He's like, "No." Will you play this position? Yes. One of those sort of deals. <laughs> but still quite good players, and yeah, did all right, but it showed that. Definitely not his strongest position, but just positive to take off from the game. Take off, take from the game, I should say. Yeah. Good. Good. So you you still set on the fact that you're getting relegated? <laughs> I'll put us up to about 17th, 16th now. Higher than Forest Green. We'll finish higher there than Forest go. Green. <laughs> hey, mate, Forest Green are going up, I'm telling you. Going up. Well, Ruben Reed keeps playing all right for them, maybe. Yeah. Aye. Um, could I get though a game of the week from you, please? Oh, I should have prepared for this. Uh... Oh, Liverpool! Liverpool top draw. Can't go past that. Liverpool were top draw, but I'm going to oddball it and say Derby leads. That's not a bad shout either, to be honest. Mm, I just think Hold Leeds dominant. Did I not give Leeds game of the week last week? I think you did. That's two weeks on the bounce. There you go. Leeds are doing bits. 
keep an eye out on Leeds. Uh, what about a one to watch from you, please? Leicester City Wolves. I want to see how both Ooh. these teams line because, like I said to you, Leicester look decent, and I like. I don't have any times I've got to say it. I really rate Madison for Le- uh, Leeds. Leicester, sorry. Leeds on the But Madison for Leicester, and I think it'll be a good test for both teams to see who might p- push for this seventh position. Mm, good shout, good shout. I'm going to roll with uh, Chelsea Arsenal, I think. Oh, fair enough. I think, I think that'll be mine because I just want to see how they get on, new managers and that. Yeah, it's fair enough. It's a good shout, to be honest. See how they take to the derby. Um, but that's everything from us this week. If you would like to get in touch, you can do so by tweeting us using the handle, which is what, Matt? At Footy Foundry. Yes, indeed. Or you can find us on Facebook by typing in the Football Foundry into your search bar. And we have a website. And Matt is going to tell you the website. www.thefootballfoundry.com Correct. And be sure to give our partners, the Beautiful Game Network, some love by following them on Twitter, which is... At the BGN FM. Boom. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, which are Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL and US Soccer. Where can you get a custom-made scarf for your team? Roughneckscarves.com Correct. There we go. I'll give you all of them, Matt. You did very well today. I'm learning them. It's only been a year, but I'm learning them. (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what's really funny? The last episode that we did, um, not the transfer special, the one before, that was marking a year since we started this podcast. Oh, well, was it? It's gone very quick. Our 57th episode, apparently. Yes, 57th episode. Check us out. And people are still listening. Yes, question, it's a miracle. Question yourself, people. Why? <laughs> what, what's going wrong in your life that you have to listen to us for entertainment? <laughs> but in all seriousness, thank you to everyone that has stuck with us throughout a year. Um, Give us a review on that. Yeah, leave us that. a review. Let us know what you think we should improve on. Let us know what you think we're rubbish at and should stop doing. <laughs> like maybe Less Wolves of High references. <laughs> <laughs> Don't set me off again. <laughs> I just need to sign this off so I can go curl up and just cry. <laughs> um, but once again, thanks to everyone that's listened to us throughout a full year. Um, getting into the podcast thing is quite hard to do, it's hard to build yourself a little fan base, but. We have listeners that stick with us and it's quite good to see regular listeners and things like that. So thank you to those that stuck with us and to those that are newly joining us for this season. Um, hello. <laughs> um, we are the Football Foundry. My name's Matt and I support Carlisle. <laughs> um, hopefully you stick with us throughout the season coming. Uh, we do lots of competitions and prizes and things like that to give away. So make sure you stay tuned for those and follow us on Twitter. Click that little notification icon and then you'll be the first to know about any form of competition there is as you'll get notified as each episode drops. And to be fair, if you think you know a lot about your team, follow us a bit and that and ask you might be able to come on the show and try our home versus away. Yes, our home away section is... uh, 
quite the uh, challenge for people. We've seen people flop. We've seen people do brilliantly. Um, if you think you could do well at it and you think you know your football knowledge, then do get in touch and we can get you on the show and you can put that knowledge to the test. I... See how you do against uh, Matty Boy's questions. <laughs> He's not easy, I can tell you that much. <laughs> not like... Wow. I'm going to just sign this off now. Just say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And remember, kids, <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>